This is Think Retail, a podcast where top designers, strategists, thought leaders, and business people discuss what's coming next. Hi, I'm Melinda, and you're listening to Think Retail. Innovation and design thinking are new hot topics in boardrooms these days, but anyone who has tried to make a company more innovative through strategic design knows that it's really challenging. Newer companies that are starting off with innovation as a foundational principle have a big advantage over older organizations with legacy systems, ingrained cultural dynamics, and leadership who might understand the benefit but not really know where to begin. Today's guest, Avi Raj, is a design strategist who understands how to connect the dots between design thinking, business, and digital experience. Avi, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Can you start us off just telling us a little bit about you and your career? Sure. Thanks for having me, Melinda. Absolutely. Uh, I was fortunate to find design as my calling at a very young age. Uh, However, the software industry was booming in India, and to satisfy my parents' wishes, <laughs> I did my undergrad in computer science engineering. Mm-hmm. And um, then I went to a school of my childhood dreams, the National Institute of Design in Ahmedabad. And uh, when I moved to Canada, I continued my education with an MBA from Rotman School of Management uh, at University of Toronto. And uh, since then, I have worked for three Fortune 500 companies and co-founded three startups. Wow. Lots of learning (laughs) to share, I guess. Um, I describe myself as a recovering entrepreneur now and uh, (laughs) entrepreneur in the public sector. Uh, I'm a design educator and founder of a nonprofit paid design. Wow, I mean, you have, you have such a wide range of experience and you're so young, it's amazing. Congratulations. So, Okay, so before we get to how, can you tell us why businesses are are starting to get excited about design thinking as a business approach? I think there are many reasons for that. Uh, We live in an increasingly complex world, whether we are working on a business or uh, global issues such as poverty, disease, or the environment. The solution that had worked before may not work again. Mm -hmm. Um, Today, anonymous users, says, give me what I want, the way I want it, where I want it, and cheaper than yesterday. (laughs) Definitely. uh, (laughs) These issues can't be solved from the knowledge of just one domain. So design thinking brings different disciplines together to solve a problem and combines creativity and rigor. Mm -hmm. Secondly, it's easy to fall into the trap of solving a problem in the same way when the results are positive and the time is limited. Uh, Design thinking suggests exploring different options before arriving to a solution. And uh, that's the only way you can deliver a leap change rather than a step change. And then the third aspect that I would like to talk about design thinking is prototyping, which is an integral part and enables organization uh, to go into the future with more certainty. So as Roger Martin puts his prototyping turns future into past. Interesting, that's a great, I love that. Okay, so you say design is a belief system. So if an organization wants to integrate design thinking as a part of their approach, it's, it's, this is a lot bigger than just, you know, having a workshop here or there, which is, you know, we see that all the time where they bring somebody in, you do a workshop, it's really exciting, but then you go along business as usual. 
how have you seen organizations actually become more innovative? Now, now organizations are coming more into realization that they might cease to exist if they don't innovate. Mm -hmm. And uh, this realization is happening due to a couple of reasons. First is the competition. Mm -hmm. Then watching organization once considered too big to fail and there are many um, collapse due to their arrogance and then watching design driven organizations succeed. Right. And especially we see design coming into prominence when there is competition in the market. So those are the external factors that would force an organization to become more innovative. Mm -hmm. And then there are internal factors. Uh, there could be culmination of the small changes that would lead to a bigger change. More and more organizations are moving to a waterfall model, uh, from waterfall model, sorry, to agile. Okay, can you, explain, can you tell me a little bit about what that, that means? In waterfall model, you do, you follow the entire process and then you deliver it. So okay. you have a, it's, it's a very uh, siloed approach where you go from requirements gathering to maybe doing some wireframing and to doing some development and then launching a product. Okay. But when you have an agile model, you do that entire project in smaller chunks. So you make sure that you are succeeding in every step before you go further. Okay, great. So you're you, with small invest, you're making small investment, but also you're making sure that you're succeeding and uh, it's aligned, whatever you're creating is aligned to the business and to the user needs. Right, okay. So you were, uh, before I took you on that little sidetrack that you were talking about the internal factors. Yeah, so one example uh, of this small change in my experience is design sprint. So it's a design thinking approach. At the same time, it help, helps businesses to move into a direction with more certainty. Uh, we know that general, in general, business people tend to be risk averse, whereas designers love challenges. <laughs> so in that sense, Design Sprint is a win-win for both designers and business people. You go into a design sprint with unknowns and uncertainty, which designers love, and then you come out with an MVP and long-term vision, which business people love. Right. So we need to come up with these kinds of win-win situation for an organization to integrate design thinking as part of their approach. So some people might not know what a design sprint is. Can you tell us what that approach is all about? Yeah, sure. So design sprint is a way of tackling a difficult challenge. Uh, and the way it works is you start with uh, framing a problem, whatever the opportunity that you have that you want to work on. And then it's a five five days process where you have representative from design, business, and technology. They work towards a solution. You end up with a solution in a form of prototype, which is also gets validated by five potential users. So, okay, let's say you want to make your organization more innovative. What are some of the biggest hurdles that an organization that doesn't have these types of processes already integrated, what, what are they gonna have to overcome? Yeah, I think that's a difficult question, but uh, in general, you may have hurdles from people, processes and legacy systems. Mm -hmm. 
I think people would be the biggest one, especially if what they have working on has always worked. So they don't see the need for innovation. Right. And also when people collaborate, hurdles or processes and system can be overcome. Right. So if you were talking about individuals, I mean, it is true if something that you've been working on, it's you've been doing it one way, it's always worked for you. How do you address that individual and say, you know, you still, you might, this may have worked for you for the past 15 years, but you still need to be more innovative. How do you win them over? I think like I mentioned before, we need to come up with these uh, win-win kind of situation between design and business. Uh, like those, maybe perhaps the individuals we are talking about are in business. Mm-hmm. So uh, what would be that, what would that win-win situation look like? Great. And also look for opportunity that really needs design intervention. So if there is already a suction in certain department or service, uh, we don't need to sell as much. And uh, when you are given an opportunity, uh, deliver the results. So, I mean, most companies don't have the capacity to just hire a big team unless they're a really big organization um, to start an innovation department. If, if you were going to advise... Um, you know, a middle-sized company, a national company to, uh, that says they want to have an innovation department, what would a step-by-step approach look like? In my mind, it shouldn't be a responsibility of one department to be innovative. Okay. Otherwise, you're not utilizing the capacity of the entire organization. Right. Um, so by definition, design thinking is basically an approach that allows people to have more confidence in their creative ability. Okay. And that definition is from David Kelly, who is one of the known gurus of design thinking. So every department can apply design thinking to be innovative. Design thinking doesn't necessarily require to do more things or add an extra step to your existing process, Mm -hmm. but just to keep the customer at the heart of the process throughout. So as a starting step, every every department should have a common understanding of their customer. And one approach to keeping the customer front and center, as we all know, is using personas. So uh, perhaps display personas on every department wall and talk about them as a real person. Okay, so let's say thinking about personas and putting the customer front and center center is your, your first priority. But if you're dealing with legacy processes, systems, and you know maybe people who are maybe you have some different opinions about design thinking or different opinions about being really brave and taking big steps. How do you take a step to get everybody on the same page in terms of putting the customer front and center? Yeah. So if we want to put customer front and center, uh, then we are thinking about the desirability of the end user of the customer. So if you, we are truly a design-driven or like user-centered company, we are thinking about their needs, right? And then once we know what their motivations, their behavior, and the pain points are, we start to make uh, our offering uh, financially viable and technically feasible for the end-user needs. Right. So that's the that would be the driving force for the organization to become more innovative. Right. And I mean, of course, this is going to impact culture. So can you tell me a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so design-focused approach does impact culture. For being design-focused, you have to be collaborative first. You will need to get let go of the siloed approach and in it itself going to impact culture. So for example, before we would have tedious business requirements documents, it would involve uh, business architects working on it and then individual visualizing the solution in their heads. So now we start every project with step one of design thinking process, which is reframing a problem into opportunity. And uh, in order to reframe an opportunity, we have business technology and design together in a workshop. Even some of the tools that we use now are extremely collaborative where everyone works in the same space mm -hmm. and has a common view of the project. Right. And one um, such tool you might be aware of is Miro, uh, which has become extremely valuable, especially during COVID where we have to collaborate remotely. Yeah, I don't know how our team at SLD would have survived without Miro. Yeah. Um, it has enabled us to do, you know, brainstorming and visioning sessions and that kind of thing virtually, which we, you know, we're so used to doing that together in a space. But Miro in some ways has allowed, I think, even greater collaboration because the people who are sometimes quiet when you're there in person yeah. might be happy to just type away and add post-its to your, yeah. your board. So yeah, absolutely, we love Miro. Okay, so you're, you're currently working at Canada Post as a strategy and service design lead. Can, can you tell us about how your team is approaching service design? So Canada Post is a multi-channel organization. We have an online presence, we have offline presence, we have a retail store. Um, service design helps in aligning strategy, operation, and offering. To me, service design is about having a common view of a project and then define possible intervention points and how we might try to improve the service. So in some ways we were talking earlier about persona, it's like personas which help us gain a common understanding of our customers. In the same way, service design blueprint gives common understanding of the project to various teams working in different swim lanes. Right. Also, you're not only thinking about the pain points, behavior and motivation of your customer, Mm -hmm. but also thinking about the pain points, motivation, behavior of your employees who deliver the service. Yeah, I think that that is something businesses are only now really starting to wake up to. I think a lot of companies have been putting the customer more centered and, and building around the customer, but employees have really been um, left behind. And maybe one of the positives to come out of COVID is that customers are interested in how you're treating your employees and, and that yeah. focus on how your employees are feeling, how they're doing, um, and whether or not you're giving them the right tools to do their job is, is really the sort of, I think, become more highlighted um, yeah. and hopefully will become something that businesses start to tackle. So really uh, absolutely agree with you on that. Um, so if you were going to give me three ways that companies can easily start to integrate innovation and design thinking into their organization, what would those three simple steps be? Uh, I would say learn from other organizations and tell their stories and analogies. And when you share those stories and analogies, focus on the why and how rather than just the what. So okay. that would be a small step that we can uh, just to bring the awareness. Mm -hmm. And then start with small wins to generate proof by making incremental changes and by prototyping. 
because then you're not making huge investment, you're making small investments and sh showing the positive effects. The small wins will have its ripple effect and gradually the whole organization will welcome the design intervention. Um, right, I, and, I, I love that because I think a lot of the time when we think about innovation and you know, it sometimes sounds really big and it seems yeah. like we're changing everything overnight. It's gonna yeah. be this huge big, but, but it could be just one little small thing that does have that domino effect. So I, I, I love that. Yeah, exactly. And furthermore, as I mentioned before, have a common understanding of your customers. Yeah, yeah great advice. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing your thinking with us today. Canada Post is really lucky to have you. Yeah, Melinda, thank you so much for having me. If there ever was an opportune time to make a change, it's now. As businesses reopen, as the pandemic recedes, retailers have an opportunity to test new ideas and consumers are more open than ever to experiences that are outside of the ordinary. If you want a deeper dive into design thinking for your business, you can reach Abby at designthinkingforbusiness.com. Thanks so much for listening to Think Retail. For more information about Think Retail, you can reach us at info at sld.com. For more episodes, visit us online at sld.com slash podcast. Next time, we discuss why bold thinking is essential for today's business leaders. We hope you'll join us.